if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thank you for being with us as we get started at eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Wednesday, the 29th morning of the fourth month of the year of our Lord, 2020. Two big time guests today. One you've never heard of. So how can it be big time? Big time because of the action she is taking. The first guest will be at 9.35. This is big time because you do know him, Tom Zawistowski, uh, president of the uh, Portage County Tea Party, uh, founder of the Portage County Tea Party, and also the We the People Convention, is one of the most outspoken critics of Governor Mike DeWine's policies here in the state of Ohio since the uh, uh, lockdown was imposed back on March 15th. First, of course, the restaurant and um uh, the uh, restaurant uh, ban, uh, if you will, and the uh, closures of all non-essential businesses, essent- uh, essentially, sorry about the redundancy there, but non-essential businesses, uh, for better or worse, uh, that followed that. He has been a critic of this, uh, what he calls tyrannical uh, regime run in Columbus by Governor DeWine ever since. He's been very active and outspoken, and he's going to join us to talk about the latest developments coming up at 9.35. Then at 10.35 this morning, again, it's a big guest, even though you've never heard of her. What's big is her 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 stand that she's taking. Jamie Davis is a small business owner in Cleveland who has defied Mike DeWine's orders. She has faced punishment. She has faced fines. And she said, I have to do what I have to do. I have no money. I cannot take care of my my obligations. I cannot take care of my family. I can't do anything unless I open my store and make money. She's got a little secondhand store in Cleveland. And she is facing down the government and saying, do what you have to do to me, but I will not starve. I will not allow myself to become homeless because you decide what is essential and what is not. So Jamie Davis is the owner of that secondhand store, and she is uh, opening up regardless of what Governor DeWine's quote-unquote phased reopening says. So my, Tom Zawistowski this hour, Jamie Davis on that story next hour here on AM 1420, The Answer. Now, that means before... Between and after those interviews, you have access to me at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. If you want to get to me on social media, follow me and uh, comment on these subjects, all of which are all over my social media feeds at France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z, on Twitter, Facebook, Parler, it's France, F-R-A-N-T-Z. 
dot, or excuse me, radio. No dot, no spaces, no underscores. France Radio. Sorry, I almost gave you my email address. France Radio is where you will find me on social media. Okay, uh, a lot to get into this morning. Obviously, the biggest story, and I have to admit, it was a shocking story. I simply did not expect him to to uh, adjust as quickly as he did. Mike DeWine, who I went after yesterday with both barrels, saying it's time to impeach him as governor of the state of Ohio, he is contributing. First of all, he's going back on his plans to open up in a phased manner, so many businesses in Ohio, starting with phase one on May 1st. He then changed that. When I say going back on it, of course, he changed his plan to, okay, well, we're just going to open up um, hospitals and medical centers for uh, elective procedures now, rather than what was originally in phase one. He pushed those things back to May 12th, May 14th, May 15th, and what have you. Um, so, you know, Mike DeWine has has made some decisions that I think really, and gone back on his words, that I think really, quite frankly, warrant new leadership in the state. And I know I might be in the minority in saying that, because he's enjoying very high popularity ratings and approval ratings uh, because of uh, his very quick hammer that he dropped on, I don't know, freedom, uh, commerce, the economy, American work, or Ohio workers, rather, Ohio business owners. He's getting praise for doing that. So I know I might be in the minority yesterday when I uh, came out and said it's time to impeach him. And the one thing that put me over the top, as I mentioned, was the incredibly changing, constantly changing um, recommendations on things like personal protective equipment, PPE, for the average average uh, citizen. Not talking about healthcare workers, talking about just people. And, of course, the day before, he had required that everybody wear masks in public places in order to conduct in commerce, either as a seller or a buyer. Nobody in any Ohio business uh, was allowed to have employees unmasked, and nobody who wanted to shop or patronize any Ohio businesses were allowed to, to go in unmasked, mandating the, that the people of Ohio wear these masks. And that was enough for me because, again, and I don't want to repeat it again and again, but it sometimes does bear uh, a, a little you know, review. Back in March, we were told in late February and in March, do not bother wearing personal protective equipment. Don't bother with masks. In fact, we were told don't get them. First of all, they do need them in the medical field, so let's not hoard them and buy them and then leave our medical staff, uh, which needs those things, shorthanded. But second of all, they do you no good. And we heard from the Surgeon General, we heard from uh, disease specialists, virologists, uh, epidemiologists saying, these masks, unless they are completely airtight on your face, are pointless. If you can breathe through your mask, that means you can get air from outside your mask. And if you can get air from outside your mask, you can get the germs inside your mask. So it's pointless by many, many, many medical professional standards. Then suddenly, this is all throughout March, and then suddenly, in when April came by, it's like, well, we really recommend that everybody wear masks. And again, it was like, wait a second, you said they were pointless. You said that makes people touch their face more because they have to adjust them, because they're uncomfortable, because it fogs up their glasses, because they're itching. Uh, and people are touching their faces potentially with, with infected hands. So you told us not to do it. And now, of course, Mike DeWine made that uh, mandate. That mandate lasted less than 24 hours because yesterday he came out. To his credit, I guess, 
and I, I don't know any other way to really view this. To his credit, he essentially said, we heard you at his press conference yesterday. We heard you. In other words, people like me, people like Tom Zawistowski, who started a petition immediately to say we will not comply, and a petition to Bill Barr, the attorney general, to come down here and take a look-see and uh, uh, you know, tell the, uh, the authoritarians in Columbus that they cannot do this. But he heard us, whoever we are, and said the mask mandate is not going to be a mandate. It's going to be a recommendation. So that's the good news. The good news is we made enough noise and we could, you know, we, we opened enough eyes, I suppose is a good way to say that as well, to, you know, kind of let people see and force people to see that our leaders who have us on lockdown and who are literally destroying our economy. And by again, our economy, I'm not just saying we're not getting rich. I mean, people are going broke. People are on the verge of losing houses. People are on the verge of, of, uh, of uh, going in, in arrears on virtually every one of their bills, their monthly bills. This is a very serious problem for middle-class America, for middle America, for lower-middle-class America, for impoverished America, for everybody, quite frankly. I mean, except for the super-rich, I suppose. And that's not to demonize them. But, you, I mean, this is, this is a big deal for everybody. And so those decisions that were made by uh, Mike DeWine and, again, the authoritarian crew in, uh, in Columbus uh, needed to be responded to. And, by the way, if you're looking for an example of how bad things have gotten, we just got this news this morning. The U.S. economy, which has seen unprecedented an unprecedented period of expansion, shrank in the first quarter of 2020 by 4.8%. That's GDP, gross domestic product. That's the measure of goods and services produced across our economy. Fell at a rate of 4.8% in the first three months of this year. That is staggering. And it's all because of the imposed lockdowns that, yes, orders also came from the White House Coronavirus Task Force. So President Trump agreed with locking everything down, and 42 out of 50 states locked their people down in some capacity or another. And they all did this based basing their decisions on models, projections, not science, statistics. They based their decisions based on statistics, based on mathematics, based on guesswork, which goes into all of those things. That's what they did, not on numbers, not on actual science. They based it on guesswork, and it was wrong. And so Mike DeWine yesterday walked back one of his mandates now, which, of course, was to wear the mask, now it is time to put the pressure on to get the governor of the state of Ohio to walk back the rest of it. And that means enough with the slow walking, okay, tomorrow we'll allow this group to open up, two weeks later we'll see how they're doing, and then if they're doing okay, we'll allow another group of of types of um, uh, industry or retailers or businesses to open up. Enough is enough. You cannot pick winners and losers, Governor DeWine. You cannot choose 
arbitrarily who and what gets to open, who and what is safe, and who and what is not. You put you either put recommendations out there for people to practice the best hygiene habits that they can with respect to hand washing and social distancing. You put those guidances out there. You encourage them strongly. And then you open up the state of Ohio to allow people to conduct their business. That's what you do. Is it going to be risk-free? No. Is anything in the state of Ohio, is anything in this country, is anything in our lives, uh, is any of it risk-free? You take a risk the moment you get out of bed. You take a risk every single thing that you do. You walk out your door. You walk onto a a public transportation or you pull out onto a roadway. You cross a roadway. You walk into a building, a public building with all kinds of people, any one of which may be willing to do something terrible to you. There are risks all over our lives. And we take those risks into account and we adjust ourselves appropriately. We, 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 We act in as safe a manner as possible in our driving in our everyday life, in our eating, we do what we can do to minimize risk, and we go about our lives. And guess what? People still lose their lives every single day, thousands and thousands and thousands of them. So what does that mean? It means it's time to allow people to live their lives. Will there be risks? Yes, they will. Yes, there will. Good move by, by Mike DeWine yesterday, walking back his ridiculous mandate. All it took was a subtle clubbing over the head about these masks. And by the way, not a moment too soon. Because what I came across yesterday from uh, the website ResearchGate is some very, very interesting and important work being done by a Canadian research group, the Ontario Civil Civil Liberties Organization, or Association rather, headed up by uh, Dr. Uh, Dennis Rancourt, has been doing a long collective study on the effectiveness of those masks which were being mandated by Mike DeWine up until yesterday. And I mean a massive study about the effectiveness in many, many different uh, areas, locations, um, against various uh, types of germs, et cetera, et cetera. And this massive working report, which has been released just this month, has come to the conclusion, the summary, abstract of this research is that literally masks and respirators do not work. They do not work. Like I said, not a moment too soon that we get this study that Mike DeWine was mandating them and then walked it back. They do not work. The only thing they do work to do is to scare the bejesus out of a nervous population who every time they walk out their door is going to see a population of people, an entire community of people wherever you go, covering their faces as if they're afraid of dying tomorrow. It spreads fear, which spreads much faster than germs do. All right, so much more to get to today. Uh, I've got a lot of stories I want to tell you. I want to talk about YouTube. I want to talk about censorship. I want to talk about Silicon Valley deciding what you can know and what you cannot know as it pertains to coronavirus. I want to talk about uh, tyranny, the big tech tyranny. And I want to talk, of course, to Tom Zawistowski, who will be coming up at 935 right here on AM 1420, The Answer.
926, we continue AM 1420, the answer. answer. So I mentioned um, censorship, and I mentioned YouTube. If you don't know what I'm talking about, YouTube, of course, is extraordinary. It's owned by Google. And look, we're going to have Patrick Wood on again uh, in the next uh, couple of days or coming days because uh, we need to talk about technocracy and technocrats running this country. And that is exactly what is happening. Silicon Valley technical overlords, the uh, proprietors and the um, founders of the giant platforms that so many people turn to for their news today rather than actual news sources, uh, things like Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, um, they're out of control. YouTube's CEO, Susan Wojcicki, uh, said in an interview with CNN that they will determine what is accurate news and what is fake news, and they will determine what news you can take, can receive, can absorb. They will decide for you. And they say it's in the public interest. It's in the best interest because they don't want people giving misinformation on their uh, platform uh, that could then be used by people to, I don't know, question the authority of the authoritarians. That's literally what this CEO of YouTube told Brian Stelter on CNN. Um, we've actually seen a 75% increase in the um, um, news coming from authoritative sources since the beginning of 2020. Um, so we've seen a lot of demand there. Um, but then we also. What does ta- that mean? That means an increase in, in video views for those? Yeah. And so we talk about that as raising authoritative information. Um, but then we also talk. Raising authoritative information. In other words, information coming from sources that we like that we believe we will call those the authorities. Those sources will be the authorities, and we will give their information regardless of, of, of what you think of it. We will make those decisions. And what kinds of authorities are we talking about? Of course, we're talking about things like the World Health Organization. The World Health Organization, which has been complicit in helping the chai in Beijing cover up their misdeeds when it comes to the spread and the failure to contain this coronavirus. The WHO is an authority. They will have carte blanche access to our platform on YouTube and Google. But if anybody wants to condemn or criticize those authoritative sources, we will block that. Talk about um, removing information that is problematic. You know, of course, anything that is medically unsubstantiated. So people saying like, take vitamin C, um, you know, um, take turmeric. Like those are all will cure you. Um, those are the examples of things that would be a violation of our policy. Um, anything that would go against World Health Organization recommendations would be a violation of our policy. That. That's There it is. The WHO will run YouTube's um, uh, administration. The World Health Organization, which tag teams, partners with the CHICOMs in the PRC, in lying and, and who, quite frankly, are thus responsible for the spread of the Wuhan coronavirus all across this world, this pandemic that has caused a global economic meltdown and countless numbers of deaths and sicknesses, all the responsibility of the Chinese government, which refused to contain the uh, virus in Wuhan, which allowed people to leave Wuhan by the thousands and to spread out around the world. And the, and the World Health Organization is complicit in helping them cover all of that up. Let's let them conduct or control, rather, what information you get by their platforms, by YouTube and Google. And if anybody wants to contradict anything the World Health Organization says, well, we are, we are uh, removing that content.
including, I don't know, a pair of doctors on the front lines of this uh, virology research in Bakersfield, California, whose message went, pardon the pun, viral until YouTube took it down. We'll have more on that as we continue, but coming up next after the news, Tom Zawistowski joins us to talk about the state of Ohio, literally the state of Ohio and the state of Ohio. Back right after this. Nine thirty six. Now we continue on AM fourteen twenty. The answer yesterday, or actually uh, looking at Monday, when Governor Mike DeWine announced his uh, new mandate. First of all, his new change shifted goalpost plan uh, to reopen the state of Ohio. And yes, he moves the goalposts back. Uh, goalposts back all the time. He also announced his mandate of wearing masks publicly in order to engage in commerce as a buyer or as a seller or as an employee. And uh, almost immediately, Tom Sawastowski, president of the We the People Convention and the uh, Portage County Tea Party, uh, said, okay, this has got to stop. He put a petition together to ask Attorney General Bill Barr to get involved here and to protect and defend our rights. Fortunately, we didn't need Attorney General Barr. We just needed to continue to club Mike DeWine over the head with facts. And he says he heard us. And uh, yesterday he walked that back and said it's not a mandate. It is a strong recommendation. Still, there's a lot of work to be done to get Ohio back on a constitutional path. And more importantly, or as importantly, rather, uh, an economically productive path. We've got to reopen our state and protect our people. Tom Zawistowski joins us now to discuss on AM 1420 The Answer. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Bob. Glad to be on with you again. How's it feel? Uh, you know, I mean, maybe it's the wrong way to ask that, but I, I feel really good. I feel like a lot of people made a lot of noise and put a lot of pressure on the governor when he put governor when he put that mask uh, uh, mandate in place. It just it just it flies in the face of constitutional freedoms. Uh, I don't think it, there was a legal ground for that to stand on. To be hundred percent honest with you, I think maybe he realized that as well. But it didn't take too long for him to say, "Okay, we heard you. We'll stop that now." Yeah, it didn't take too long because of people like you who did a fantastic job. Your show yesterday was one of the best I've heard where you, you know, you clearly articulated the case that, uh, how is it, Governor DeWine, that during the last seven weeks when supposedly this, you know, this monster, invisible monster that's lurking to kill you was rampant in Ohio, you could go to Walmart, Lowe's, Home Depot, uh, your grocery store, the gas station, and you weren't required to wear a mask. But now when, you know, by his own admission in the Fox News interview yesterday that hospitalizations have been dropping for the last 14 days, all of a sudden if you go out, you got to wear a mask. Uh, that's the problem with this governor. Uh, he, he's, he's fast and loose with the, with the facts. Matter of fact, he almost has zero facts. When asked for facts, his incompetent and inept health director, Dr. Acting, Dr. Acton, likes to uh, say, well, we don't have the data for that, Bob, but just trust me, you need to wear a mask. Um, Bob, here's the best thing. Yeah, your show, your open was great because you pointed out something very important about the masks. Uh, Governor DeWine saying that you don't have to wear a mask in a retail store. That is nowhere near far enough. The fact is, Bob, there is no case to be made for workers to wear masks in their, in their businesses. The, as you said, the Canadian uh, you know, uh, group is, is talking about the mask and showing that it has no effect. And, and here's, here's the problem, Bob. Um, the statistics from the Marion Prison, right, right here in Ohio, we had the best test case you could ever have. 
We had a prison with 2,500 inmates with zero mitigation, right? I mean, how do you do social distancing in a prison? You think they were wiping down the bars of the cells with Lysol? What happened? 2,500 inmates, 2011 got the disease. Yep, highly contagious. That's 80% got it. Guess what? Only 106 even showed symptoms, meaning that 90% of them, 95% of them got it and didn't get sick. And only two people died, a guard and an inmate, and that's a death rate of 0.01%. That means that 99.9% of people who are exposed to the disease with no mitigation do not die and 95% of them don't even get sick. This is a fraud. And I'm putting out an email today. A person from the Tea Party has worked very hard to put statistics together that is going to compare every county in Ohio by the number of COVID deaths versus the average number of deaths from the regular flu from 2017 to 2019. It's a great chart. And you know what? Out of 88 counties, there's only four of them that have more deaths from coronavirus than from the regular flu. Well, and I think we should probably also point out, um, I don't know if we can even trust those numbers, because we know that the flu and the coronavirus present very, very close to the same symptoms. Uh, and we, we know by admission from Deborah Burks to the uh, health director in the state of Illinois uh, to the doctors out in California who have all admitted, well, actually, let me rephrase, the first two admitted that we are taking anybody who we think had COVID and who has died, even if they had an underlying condition, even if they were as so far gone as to be in hospice care, if we think they had COVID, they're being charted as a COVID death. Uh, and and we also can't get accurate flu numbers. Now, the two doctors in California, I kind of backtracked for a second, they didn't say that. What they said was, we are doctors, we are treating these patients, and we are being given guidance on how to and encouraged to record deaths as COVID deaths, even if we do not believe that that was the cause of their death. So, you know, even when you do your studies, you and your folks there at the We the People Convention, when you do your uh, statistical comparison and analysis, I don't even know if that's going to be accurate because you, where are you going to get the real number of flu deaths when anybody who has a symptom like COVID and the flu is going to be marked COVID? Well, see, and, and that's the whole point here. You, how can you trust anything Governor DeWine or Dr. Acton says? They, they, you know, they, I, here's, a, here's something that's well, very disturbing. National numbers either, this, what, this, is where I, this is where I feel yeah, like we're Fauci in a tough spot guys, here. Yeah. Right, Fauci and Burks and I, the task I agree force, with you. Yeah, they, we, don't know, we don't know really because they have all said the same thing. We are calling everything COVID. I, I just heard yesterday that uh, a, a, a state House member, uh, Governor DeWine got in an argument with him, and, and I think you had him on your show. I think it was, uh, was Bill Seitz was on your show. Yeah, that I talked about the conference call, right? Okay. Well, he had a conversation with the governor in which the governor said, you think I'm hiding? This is after that conference call. You think I'm hiding data and stuff? You know, we're not hiding anything. And Seitz said, well, I just want to get some facts. He said, well, go ahead, ask. So he went to the Ohio Health Department and asked them for one thing. I want you to give me the daily stats of hospitalizations from COVID in Ohio. I want to know how many people are in the hospital today from COVID. You know what they told them? What? We're not releasing that information to the public. And they don't have to. Why not? And they don't have to. According yeah. to the law, I saw, I saw something about this. Uh, uh, they don't have to until... From I Rob think, Walgate. Yeah, Rob Walgate, right. 90 days or December. 
uh, 90 days from the end or uh, of the of the uh, the declared uh, declared end of the uh, pandemic or uh, December is the earliest we can get any of that information. Right. So so here's the point. Okay, they can't prove their case. The case was that this is so deadly that it's going to overwhelm our healthcare system. It never came close to overwhelming our healthcare system. And that's not because the, the governor locked us in our homes illegally, because there are two studies. The Wall Street Journal just had an article this week that says there's no evidence that the lockdown saved any lives, and so did that uh, Wilford Riley that uh, Tucker Carlson talked about. Did an empirical study, broke it down, here's who didn't lock down, here's who did lock down, zero statistical difference. So why are we keeping our businesses locked down? Why was Governor, Mr. Decisive Governor DeWine, who all the leftist media want to praise because he, he shut down our bars and restaurants with six hours notice on May 12th, how come he's saying you can't open your retail store till May 12th? That's three weeks from now, right. okay, from the day he made the announcement. And, and Jim Renacci was on your show, and he said for every day that they're stuck down, these retail places are shut down, 2% of them will never open again. That means in the, two, in the three weeks, you're talking maybe 30% of our businesses are going to be lost for yeah, nothing. And- and and when people talk about the, you know the unemployment you know a lot and look I want to be optimistic, too, right? President Trump is very optimistic. He's trying to be aspirational, and I appreciate that because of all of the doom and gloom being spread by mostly those on the left. So I want to be optimistic, too, and say when this ends and when the shutdown ends, the economy is going to come roaring back and, and employment is going to come roaring back. I want to be optimistic, uh, Tom Zawistowski, but I have to tell you, I, I don't know that we can be because of what you just said. It's not like, okay, we're unlocking the states, and people can go back to their jobs now. There are no jobs to go to when the business that employed these people is closed forever. There's no job to return to. There's going to be new competition for all of these people who lost their jobs. Businesses that don't exist anymore are going to try to flock to the places that did survive, but they're not going to be able to hire en masse because of all of the restrictions that are going to be in place as far as how many people they can seat or serve or, 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 you know, produce for. Um, so I, I'm very, very concerned. Another week of this is, is just thousands more people who are never going to have their jobs. Two more weeks of this, and you know where we are. The goalposts keep being moved. Now it's not, hey, flatten the curve and get everybody back to work. Now it's wait until there's a vaccine and get everybody back to work. Uh, uh, you oh. know, that's, well, right? I mean, that, that's the new goalpost. That ain't happening. Yeah, that, and that ain't happening. And, and this is totally unacceptable. And so I need people to go to the wethepeopleconvention.org and right on the front, you'll see, you know, sign the petition because A.G. Bill Barr uh, put out a, a, a notice just three days ago saying that they're looking for governors that are overreaching. The fact of the matter is there is no threat of any spike of any significance in Ohio. There is no medical reason that Governor DeGuine can give any of us to not open our businesses immediately. And they don't need to be micromanaged, Bob. You don't tell businesses how they're going to do it. You, they, it's all we have to do, and I know there's a bunch of pastors who are going to be on a call with the governor today, and they're going to tell the governor, we're opening church on Sunday. We're not asking your permission. We're opening church. We've looked at the president's guidelines. We're going to take necessary precautions. But we're not asking your permission. We're opening our churches. 
And I'm glad to see that, because we need the churches to lead us. We need them. We need churches more than ever to help with the people who are you know, just you know, so scared by Governor DeWine and Dr. Acton and Fauchin and Burks. We need them to help with the people who need counseling because they're considering suicide. They're despondent. They've lost their businesses. We need our churches open right now, not in three weeks. And, and I hope that's going to happen. I think they're going to they're tell the governor that. But, Bob, you are exactly right by having that urgency in your voice. All your listeners, you beat on Governor DeWine, you beat on your state reps, House and Senate, you tell them we must be open now, not May 12th. Not happen. And in May 12th, Bob, they aren't even talking about restaurants and bars or, or, no. uh, or hair club places or anything like that. They're talking like the end of May. Right, Can't right. do it. We're, we're, we're talking Can't more weeks it. of pain, more weeks of suffering, more weeks of, of, uh, of as you said, quite frankly, death. And, Tom, I, I talk about this all the time. The only deaths that seem to matter to Governor DeWine and Dr. Labcoat are deaths from COVID-19. If somebody dies of COVID-19, oh, my gosh, we have to stay on lockdown. Somebody died of COVID-19. Forget about those who die of suicide. Forget about those who die in the right. myriad of ways that we have talked about on a regular basis, from despondency, despair, anxiety, depression uh, that leads to alcoholism and alcohol-related deaths, drug overdoses, and, and just so many things, and it leads to, of course, people being abused, domestic violence is on the rise, sexual assaults are on the rise. Yeah, where are the statistics for are that, right, on. Bob? Where are those stats each day? Yeah, well, they, but they do everything stats. they can to bury them. I mean, you you can access you at least the increases, and in, 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 you know there, there is an acknowledgement that all of these things are on the rise. But to get the actual numbers, you're right; they bury those. You can't they get those. Do you they can't won't get do those it. They're lying to anymore. And you can't get the other numbers. And, and so, so here we are. And, and again, that doesn't even talk about what the doctors in that California video talked about about the the delayed, you know, uh, uh, supposedly non-essential medical treatment. You know, the, the you know, having breast examinations, having colonoscopies, all those things that are going to cause tremendous death going forward. And by the way, the the YouTube took down that California doctor's uh, video. Yeah. But the We the People Convention had made a copy of it and I put it on our did. own servers. I, I'm glad so you, you brought still it up. So you go to Weed People Convention, you can see that whole video. I'm looking at it you right now. You must watch it. I'm looking at it right now on my screen because one of the things that I, I was doing yesterday, I was actually working for um, uh, Citizens for Free Speech and writing a press release about big tech censorship and about what YouTube had done. And people are asking, and I'm looking on my social media, where can we see it? I missed it. I never heard about it. I only, or I, I never heard it. I only heard about it. Uh, is it anywhere? And the first thing I want people to know, it's there. YouTube can't touch we the people convention.org. It is online right now, not a YouTube link, but an actual downloaded copy of the uh, uh, hour-long press conference conducted by those two experienced doctors from Accelerated Urgent Care in Bakersfield, California. So I urge every, and I'm going to tweet this, and I'm going to Facebook this. They'll probably try to take it down that way as well, but it'll never, you know, the source of it will remain on your servers, and that is such a great service that you guys are providing. Hey, Bob, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a download link on that page, too, so people can download it to their own desktops. You that way, have they it. try to take it off. You, you already have there. it. Okay, that's yeah, what I well, want. It's, great. It's not, that's what it's I want. Not, yeah, it's not an actual link that says download here. Maybe you want to make it more clear. But I did it yep. because there's there's a in, in the bottom right next to the expand your screen uh, full screen uh, yep. uh, little icon there. There's a cloud with a downward arrow indicating this is where you download it. And I have it saved onto my copy. It's uh, your hard disk, folks. Yep, Share it with people. Don't Absolutely. don't let them censor you. Yeah, and and you know the other thing is too, Tom. It's not just YouTube. It's you know how about Facebook? This 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 struck me because I know wow. you're good at 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 organizing. 
Facebook and Zuckerberg announcing in the interview with ABC and George Stephanopoulos last weekend that anybody that uses Facebook to organize protests of state capitals and state houses over the lockdown uh, procedures that have been put or the mandates that have been put in place, they will take that content down and, if need be, ban users from simply using using First Amendment right number one, their freedom of speech, to practice First Amendment right number two, freedom of assembly, to uh, engage in free, uh, uh, First Amendment right number three, to engage in, uh, uh, um, for crying out loud, uh, asking our government... The right to, to petition your government and to challenge your government. Redress of grievances, exactly, right. So have, all of those things right. are essentially being just torn up, burned uh, by, by, by the Silicon Valley overlords. Well, so just yesterday, I, I tried to boost the post of our, you know, sign the petition, right? We will not comply, sign the petition. Simple post. Yeah, took me all day. They rejected it. They wouldn't let me run it, Bob. You know why? Because I had a mask on the image. And, wow. I, and you're not allowed to say you will not comply with a mask. So I had to change the graphic. Okay? So that's why all of us need to make sure you do things like... You know, go to convention.org and, and, and put your email address in so that I can talk to you without going through Facebook. See, if you just rely on Facebook, folks, to get your information, they're going to blind you. If you go to We The People Convention and sign up for our emails and watch my podcast, for goodness sake, watch you know, the podcast right on the front page at WeThePeopleConvention.org, you'll hear news and opinions there. I guarantee you you're not hearing anywhere else except for probably on the Bob France show. But you've got to connect to people like Bob and myself and these other groups, Citizens for Free Speech, because they're going to censor you, and you've got to be able to get it direct from the source. Tom, you have been a warrior since this whole thing began on the right side of this, far, far earlier than I, who is trying to be very balanced and trying to understand the, the you know, the, the tightrope that our leaders have been walking with respect to public health as well as, uh, economic, uh, uh, calamity. You have been all up and on top of this, uh, from the very beginning, from the constitutional perspective. It's a great service you're providing. Uh, stay in touch with me and I will, of course, stay in touch with wethepeopleconvention.org. Thank you so much, Tom. Great. Thanks, Bob. And open Ohio now, folks. Open Ohio now. Amen to that. 9.53. Quick time out. Back after this. All right, it's 9.58. Thanks so much for being with us. Um... I've got time for maybe one call here before the uh, top of the hour. I have plenty of time for your phone calls after the top of the hour. We are guest-free again until 1035 when we'll talk to an Ohio business owner who's doing everything she can to survive in the uh, midst of this lockdown. Um, let's go to Diane in West Park. Diane, you're on AM 1420. The answer. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Good Bob. Mor- Good, mor- Good morning, Diane. Thank you. I took your battle cry for the impeachment of Governor DeWine to uh, Dr. Seb Gorka's show yesterday afternoon and uh, he seemed he is like you very up on everything going on everywhere and uh, I mentioned about I told him Governor DeWine has abdicated his governorship to her to Dr. Amy Acton and uh, uh, Dr. Gorka was quick to mention also that hey he was also the governor who first quote you know the first one to close the schools I said yes he was and uh, so I just wanted to let you know that I had called in response to a gentleman in Dayton who keeps Dr. Gorka apprised of his uh, 
how he's been working at a Lowe's in Dayton, Ohio, and is very happy with the governor. And, and after hearing your wonderful show yesterday morning, I thought this cannot go unanswered. Well, so you know what, Diane, you, you're right. And, and I'm glad you took that to Dr. Gorka and the national stage. And thank you for the call. I've got to get to the news now. But you had such a great thing that you did because people don't, people outside the state don't know. And there's a lot of people inside the state who don't know, like the caller you were just talking about, who don't really know the true impact and the many unintended consequences of Governor DeWine and Dr. Labcoat's actions. Um, and, and they're going to create so much more calamity and quite frankly, create so much more death because yes, you can say it out loud. Poverty kills people. They're going to create more of that than, the, than lives they're going to save, uh, with their over the top measures, uh, in the state of Ohio. So we do need to get that word out there. And I appreciate you very much, Diane. Thank you so much. Back to more phone calls after this. 